0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Sports Medicine Weekly. I'm Dr. Brian Cole, your host. And today's topic will be the hypermobile athlete and high-level diving, a topic we've never really covered before that I think will be of significant interest to a number of our listeners. But first, a word from our sponsors. The Sports
1: Medicine Weekly podcast is brought to you by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Being your best means always getting better. Whether you're looking to improve performance, relieve chronic back pain, or restore mobility through minimally invasive joint replacement surgery, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush delivers results. Their specialists are top-ranked in Illinois and among the nation's best, working together to make your recovery faster, more complete, and a seamless experience. They'll get you back to living pain-free, often without surgery, so you can be your best every day. Schedule an appointment online at RushOrtho.com. Enhanced Medical Nutrition. Enhanced Medical Nutrition builds clinical nutrition products to help patients prepare better and recover faster. The Ortho Nutrition Bundle is a four-week, perioperative nutrition program containing their clinical-grade whey protein isolate and complex carbohydrate powder. Developed in collaboration with internationally renowned nutrition researchers and surgeons, the Ortho Nutrition Bundle is designed to maintain muscle, support wound healing, and improve the recovery experience. To learn more, please visit www.emn.health. Karen Malkin Health Counseling. Have you tried Karen Malkin's new Protein Brownie Bar and Superfood Bars? They're the best tasting bars on the market. Certified gluten-free, paleo, and no added sugar. Karen's Protein Brownie Bars and Superfood Bars available on Amazon and at karenmalkin.com. Varicell develops, manufactures, and markets autologous cell-based therapies for patients with serious diseases and conditions. For more information about their products, visit www.vcell.com. That's V-C-E-L dot Integrated Ortho. Integrated Ortho is Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana's premier provider of iceless thermal and compression therapy devices for patients recovering from orthopedic surgery. Iceless Thermal Therapy rental products are designed for ease of patient use and to control post-operative pain and swelling. Their sequential compression therapy products offer a portable, lightweight, and tubeless home therapy solution to help prevent blood clot formation following surgical procedures. To determine if Isolus thermotherapy Therapy or sequential compression products are right for you, please contact your healthcare professional. And for further information about Integrated Orthos products and services, please give them a call at 773-248-6400. You do a lot of listening in your lifetime. You listen to your doctor, your spouse, and this podcast. It's time to listen to your body. At Rush Physical Therapy, our expert therapists can help you get rid of your aches and pains to get you back to what you love. Go to RushPT.com to learn more.
0: Welcome back to this episode of Sports Medicine Weekly. Today, we have a fascinating episode visiting with George Andrews, who's a physical therapist and doctor of physical therapy, who was a former collegiate-level diver at IU, a D1 school, one of the best diving programs in the country. And as a former diver and a physical therapist, he will offer his perspectives on the hypermobile athlete, some of the things that divers have to go through in terms of strength, conditioning, and training, the injuries they deal with, and some of the recovery aspects that relate directly to physical therapy. So George, I want to welcome you to this episode. And as I said, this is an episode that we've never done before, talking about diving. I've had the opportunity to take care of a number of athletes with hypermobility and who do dive, and it's a very unique sport. So I think getting a fine understanding of what athletes go through to achieve excellence in this area, and then maybe hearing about some of the injuries that maybe you had or some of your, your teammates had would be of particular interest. So welcome to this episode.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about diving. I feel like it gets a lot of interest um, and like every four years, and then it kind of wanes off after that.
0: Yeah, I can understand. I mean, you know, to that end, what's tell me a little bit about your story as a diver. Is this something you did in high school and Uh, you know, what age do divers typically start doing this?
2: Um, so divers, it's a broad spectrum. I started in high school. I honestly just wanted a winter sport and I, um, was a pretty, I did like partnership gymnastics growing up and that, um, led me to have a little bit more body awareness than the average person. So when I went out for diving, I picked it up fairly quickly. Um, I went to some of the IU diving camps and that's how I got, um, noticed by, um, their coach, the head coach there, and I like befriended some of the people on the team. And so my route to go to a more prestigious diving school was not quite as common. Most prestigious um, prestigious diving schools um, are fed into from the USA diving circuit, the younger right. Like, the juniors, right? Um, so most people are, were either divers like through age group, or were gymnasts converted to divers.
0: Tell tell me a little bit about IU. I know that you were a walk-on at IU, and the fact that you were successful for four years is pretty amazing as a walk-on. What's the history of their program there?
2: Um, We have a pretty decorated history at IU. I know that when I was there, specifically the USA side, maybe not the NCAA side, we won nationals year after year as a team. We've put people on the Olympic team, um, as far as I can remember, I know that my coach starting out, Jeff Huber, was a three-time Head Olympic coach, followed by Drew Johansson, who has been a three-time Head Olympic coach at this point. They took home three medals in Tokyo, I think three silver medals, um, from the IU diving site alone. So it's a pretty decorated program.
0: I I would imagine that diving is probably a bit more like gymnastics than, is, than it is swimmers. I mean, what are you know, when you think of the athleticism and the body control that divers have to have. And as you say, every four years, we get a, we get a snapshot of the importance of diving. Um, you know, What's the fundamental difference between those who do diving and the training involved versus those who are swimmers?
2: Um, I think it's more tuned to like if you put a pole vaulter next to a middle distance runner. They're on the same track and field, but we have like completely separate training schedules. Um, the training, the similarities, we are in the pool twice a day so the divers would have in um in water workouts where we'd start on like trampoline work um drive floor work and then entry work um and then some of our like higher skilled work sometimes would be split up into morning um, afternoon sessions where swimmers were either working on speed or um distance i'm not a hundred percent sure therefore pro- we always looked over at the swimming pool as that yeah. and we're just so grateful that we were and that side. Yeah, I
0: can cool. imagine. I mean, is it it was it one of those issues that it's more more of a uh it's less about endurance or strength but more about form and control of your body and so forth and therefore practice is really important.
2: Yeah, it's a highly skilled um sport. You can have a really powerful diver um, that they can get like a higher degree of difficulty and which like boosts your score. We won't have to go into scoring too much, but um somebody with a lower like threshold, like somebody doing an easier list of diving could beat and often did beat somebody that was just more powerful because they just had the controls and the basics
0: down. Let's talk a little bit about the nature of yeah, diving and actually swimming in general. you know, I, as an orthopedic surgeon, I would tell you that sort of hypermobility, um, is, is a common denominator amongst individuals who spend time in the water, but we see it in other sports. And it's an interesting paradigm, this concept of hypermobility. There's some suggestions that uh, hypermobile athletes who have excessive laxity, in other words, uh, 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 I guess an element of instability, their joints are maybe more prone to injuries. I know the most common things that I see in this athletic population are shoulder problems. Um, because, you know, one person's laxity and, and high-level function is another person's instability. And what I always tell my colleagues and when we teach and my patients is that the difference between laxity and stability is that instability is really laxity that leads to symptoms of pain and dysfunction. But hypermobility, the ability to have sort of excessive laxity without dysfunction is sort of a core tenant in a lot of these sports. From a diving perspective, I have to imagine that's part of it as well.
2: Yeah. So we worked a lot on core engagement. How do you control fine motor skills like in pelvic position all the way up through the thoracic cage into head position and keeping that in line while having like hamstring flexibility without compromising your low back or your lumbar spine was is something that you have to do in like this, the blink of an eye, but is vitally important for injury prevention.
0: Well, how do you play off that from a therapy point of view? And now as a physical therapist, you know, I can tell you we use physical therapy a lot when we're dealing with hypermobility syndromes. Um, you know, how do you capitalize on, you know, sort of dampening out excessive laxity, but not compromising functional, you know, performance?
2: I'd like to do a lot of like visual um, cueing in front of a mirror, tactile cueing, really finding where we are in space and not just being able to find that in a mirror, then translating that into um, like proper proprioceptive feedback or where you are without having to look or having an external cue and having had done that personally, it's a little bit easier to, um, bleed into my practice because I had to learn how to do it, um, through my years of diving. So it's easier to give little cues that helped me to get, to learn that body control.
0: Tell me a little bit about what some of the injuries are. I I, I know I see shoulder injuries, but what were some of the other issues that commonly you're seeing in in you and your practice in treating some of these athletes?
2: Um, We see a lot of low back pain, especially um, the higher-level athletes were converts from gymnastics, and sometimes that was just they were burnt out of the sport, or sometimes it was because they had some sort of back injury, like spondylolisthesis or like herniated discs that were just too... um, problematic to compete in a higher impact sport um, like gymnastics or so they could convert into diving and as long as you have the good body control you can like break, break the tension of the water right and that takes out some of that impact. I um, were like anywhere up and down the spine we if you watch a diver close their hands to break the surface tension of the water, they really lock out their head kind of like it's in a spinal brace. Um, without that lockout position, especially on like platform, so 10 meters, your head gets jostled around and so like that's when you start to see like the surgical or the neck injuries.
0: I guess to that end, you know, you chose physical therapy and I'm curious, is that something you went to uh, IU and knew you always wanted to do? Or was it really a function of the fact that, you know, you were sort of acknowledging the importance of therapy and keeping an athlete healthy or getting him back to sport?
2: I think it was more the letter. I, I did not. I didn't always want to go into physical therapy. And the more I progressed into sport and became more, a progressed into an elite program, I saw the, the importance of rehab and a good sports medicine team in the, the vitality or the success of a program. And it was a really cool little marriage to
0: see. T- tell me a little bit about. Um some of the things and the techniques that you do. Like, you know, I one aspect of therapy, and especially you as a college athlete um in therapy is your ability to sort of teach sport specific activities. In other words, things that can carry over to the sport itself. How do you sort of emphasize that in a physical therapist? So, I know you're a therapist at Rush PT and this is one of your areas of expertise. So, Sorry, this is one of your areas of expertise, so I'm curious how you carry that over to the sport itself.
2: So one thing, we'll go a little bit hyper-focused, and I will look at a squat. So everybody's squat looks a little different, depending on your anatomy, how your hips are al- aligned. Are you more, like, toed out, toward in, like, Um So then you pair that with the sport or the activity you're doing, and diving gave me a really good... Um, understanding of nuance because of you have springboard or tower tower. You're going to squat a little bit more I'd back on your heels, like a traditional squat. Whereas springboard, you have to stay over your toes almost exactly what the opposite of what we teach people to do in PT to, to combat knee pain. So understanding that nuance and how to incorporate that into somebody's rehabilitation program so that we're not just sending them, you know, back like a weightlifting squat and then they're coming back with the same repetitive injury because we didn't fix where the problem was stemming from so like if you take that into a different sport and you really break down the movement pattern and it takes a little bit of time but that's why you're there that's why you're the expert that's why they're coming to see you it's because you're going to take that time break down that movement really analyze it and give them the best trajectory in their care.
0: Just, you know, and let's let's focus on one injury. I can tell you one that I see quite a bit in these uh, individuals who are hypermobile. You know, a shoulder instability that then, shoulder laxity that then leads to instability, meaning a sense that the shoulder is too loose, then they get pain, they have difficulty with their arm uh, positioned overhead and so forth. You know, tell me a little bit about what some of the, the tactics you have that might be sport-specific or that can really help keep the athlete in the game.
2: Um, I think that we, that they need, in PT, we need to couple strengthening of the rotator cuff, the one that rotates your humoral head, right, or your humerus in your um in your socket with your scapular stabilizers, so your shoulder blade. If those aren't working in tandem together, then it doesn't matter how strong one or the other is, the whole system is going to be off. So um, I really try to focus on incorporating a movement and having an athlete show me what movement causes pain where i see the pain and how to stabilize um that shoulder in that position that they're having pain or having some sort of dysfunction so i tend to do a lot of overhead control like so for example one of my favorite one is like butt of a kettlebell up. like you have to stabilize through the whole upper extremity and you can do that in different positions and that different position you can try to marry into a position that they're going to be in in their sport that might be causing like where you
0: might be seeing the deficit that causes it. you know, yeah, one of the you know you're describing an exercise which might not be intuitive to people. and i and I guess it oh, it begs the question we're dealing with the value of physical therapy versus a home program. I know for me, we're dealing often with the scapular dysfunction, shoulder blade dysfunction where it moves abnormally. It doesn't have normal rhythm. You know, as you pointed out, there's really two major aspects of the shoulder. is the glenic joint, which is the wallet socket. And then there's the scapula as it rotates along the chest wallet. It isn't always intuitive how to, you know, the cuff is somewhat easy. I think people can kind of figure it out. But I can tell you, you know, scapular control and learning proper scapular uh, strengthening uh, exercises is something I think where a therapist can really benefit someone. I mean, wouldn't you agree that those are things that most people, even, you know, gym rats who are routinely working out, don't really know how to plug in and retrain the 20 or so muscles that uh, attach to the scapula.
2: Oh, I, w- I 100% agree. I will have people coming into the um, clinic that know the exercises we're going to give and we walk them through the exercises and show them how they're engaging maybe the posterior deltoids so your shoulder muscle instead of getting that middle trap, the one that um, actually controls the position of your scapula. And so how to distinguish between activating one versus the other is a lot of people coming in or it's like as simple as a hand position to like turn off upper trap versus using middle trap. So there's a lot of nuance to it that's fairly easy to see once you're trained in it, but you're not going
0: to fully comprehend it unless somebody is walking you through it. Yeah. No, I think it's a great point. And, you know, I, I commend you for choosing an admirable field, um, being a physical therapist, well, being a former athlete and then using what you knew as an athlete to help other people is really giving back. So I'm sure you have a very satisfying job as a as a physical therapist at Rush PT. Fair to say?
2: Yeah, I very much enjoy where I work. We get a lot of different types of athletes where I work. I, I work closer to DePaul campus. So I see anywhere from like runners, I see crossfitters, I see powerlifting athletes, I see yogis that are really trying to excel. So, and I I enjoy working with the gamut, even non-athletes, I enjoy working with people just trying to get back to regular function.
0: If uh, people want to learn more about some of the stuff you do, what would they, where would they go?
2: Um, You can go to uh, Rush Physical Therapy. I'm at the Lincoln Park Athletic Club locations with the LPAC location on diversity in Sheffield. Um, it's on the
0: border of Lakeview and Lincoln Park. In Chicago. Great. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I think uh, our listeners, sometimes it's good to pick a topic that they haven't heard much about. And diving, is, a, while it's a niche area, it does relate to a lot of other overuse uh, issues, especially as it relates to the hypermobile athlete. So you've been listening to yet another episode of Sports Medicine Weekly. And remember, all net proceeds go to support orthopedic research at Rush University Medical Center. So until next time, thank you for tuning in to where you commonly listen to your podcast episodes. Have a great day. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget
1: to subscribe and please leave us a five-star review. Make sure to also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or visit our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. Net proceeds from Sports Medicine Weekly go to support research at Rush University Medical Center in the Department of Orthopedics. The Sports Medicine Weekly podcast is brought to you by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Being your best means always getting better. Whether you're looking to improve performance, relieve chronic back pain, or restore mobility through minimally invasive joint replacement surgery, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush delivers results. Their specialists are top ranked in Illinois and among the nation's best, working together to make your recovery faster, more complete, and a seamless experience. They'll get you back to living pain free, often without surgery, so you can be your best every day. Schedule an appointment online at rushortho.com. JRF Ortho. JRF Ortho partners with orthopedic surgeons to improve the quality of life of patients by enabling them to have an active life through the generous gift of cartilage and ligament transplantation. Please go to jrfortho.org to learn more or sign up to be a tissue donor at donatelife.net. With over 205 years of combined experience successfully representing victims of personal injury and wrongful death matters, the attorneys of Tomasic, Coton, Kasserman are committed to working for you. Reach them at 312-605-8800 or on the web at tkklaw.com. Karen Malkin Health Counseling. Have you tried Karen Malkin's new Protein Brownie Bar and Superfood Bars? They're the best tasting bars on the market. Certified gluten-free, paleo, and no added sugar. Karen's Protein Brownie Bars and Superfood Bars available on Amazon and at KarenMalkin.com. Integrated Ortho. Integrated Ortho is Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana's premier provider of iceless thermal and compression therapy devices for patients recovering from orthopedic surgery. Iceless therapy rental products are designed for ease of patient use and to control post-operative pain and swelling. Their sequential compression therapy products offer a portable, lightweight, and tubeless home therapy solution to help prevent blood clot formation following surgical procedures. To determine if Isolus Thermal Therapy or sequential compression products are right for you, please contact your healthcare professional. And for further information about integrated orthos products and services, please give them a call at 773-248-6400. You do a lot of listening in your lifetime. You listen to your doctor, your spouse, and this podcast. It's time to listen to your body. At Rush Physical Therapy, our expert therapists can help you get rid of your aches and pains to get you back to what you love. Go to RushPT.com to learn more.